Soundbites Radio is your source for candid discussion aimed to create a world that's inclusive, spiritually connected, living in love, peace, joy, harmony, and abundance now. Content ranges from social justice to racial equity, religion, arts, culture, and more. Happy 2020, happy new Let's year, happy family. new decade. We in here. Let's do this, family. We in this. It's like Nefra said, 
Black Consciousness is the claim on world is the aim dedicated to bring you the conversations necessary um, and valuable to our to our um, social landscape and social landscape and fortification. That's yes. the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Hesirka Nefra. This is Nefra Um We got to say it in unison. You know how that go. So. Smart. Yeah, so peace and bless everybody on the check-in. See Sister Jade, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Sister Regina. Regina Queen, we appreciate you and your support. Um, glad the music is hitting in the way it should. Appreciate that. Okay, she That's definitely sweet. can blow. Shout out to Audrey Givens right. on that on that chorus for Rise Up. Rise um, Up. Off my was my, the second to last album, Revolution Legacy yes, Volume 1. Volume Revolution 1. Is called Rise Up, um, my official theme song. So... Thank you, peace and blessings. So yeah, we're gonna talk about some things today. We're gonna keep it a little light, but not light really, because um, I well, wish it could be light. I don't think so. It's not light. Light meaning like we, this might just this just probably take up the whole show. Um, I don't know, family. But we talking about um, I don't even want to tell, like let's like address it. Not like, like I don't want to hold it heavy or anything like that, but it is a heavy topic. Um, is racial equity in the workplace? One of the things that brought this up in particular. Um, for me, I'll just I'll say personally is um, I know there's something like I was so I work for a nonprofit right, and um, we work about social justice, food justice, things of that nature. And one of the things which I've appreciated is that um, you know with, at every step there's um, this action to be more responsible responsible <clears throat> around racial equity in the workplace mm-hmm. and what that means. Um, making sure that you know regardless of who's in leadership, whether white, black, Asian, brown, purple. Um, that there's an opportunity for us to look to look at um, how we're treating each other in a fair stance, whether it's the wages, whether it's um, you know projects, whether it's titles, whether whatever the case may be, whether it's a d- democratic way of dealing with titles um, or promotions and things of that nature. Um, who's doing what? Who's in transparency as well? If you want to talk about equity, is a, is a big thing is transparency. Um, right. So, so I definitely appreciate um, the the space I work in for that, for doing that. And I know that, like, like you know, we hear a lot about diversity training and things yeah. like that the offices try to do. Um, I think we have the benefit of being, you know, a small knit space so we get to be, you know, in interaction regularly and having more responsible conversations. Um, but what does that look like for those of y'all that, you know, work in, like, corporate spaces? Right. Because um, that's where a lot of those issues do Occur. tend to ensue because you want things like what? Like microaggressions, you know, passive-aggressive behavior, you know, nepotism. Mm. Um, who's who's running the business? Is it a family Is it a family corporation? Are mm-hmm. um, titles passed down? Or And, you know, distill the real thing of, like, you know, just recently dealing with hair being a thing yeah. around the hiring process. You know, the whole long-term thing around... Is the name ethnic enough on the resume? You know what I mean to see who who are hiring because of that, or who are hiring who are not who are not hiring because of that. And you know the thing the things that go around that. You know what I mean because you could be hiring, um, you know, uh, Shaquana um, because you think it'll make your company look good. But do you, are you actually hiring her because she's you just really believe exactly? Is, is do you believe that she's um, a, a space for a valuable asset to the company and to what's being there. Mm. Or do you want to make it look good because they see I got I got a black person. I got Shaquifa down what's here. Going on? You know? What do you mean? Like Shaquifa's a real black person. She used to be on welfare. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Um, I'll even take instance. Um, back in the day, 
uh, the, uh, when I was you know young, young and uh, and um, bright eyed and bushy tailed, and, <laughs> and <laughs> working in in retail. I won't name any names of the space. Um, no, nope. it was there was a store that I worked at. This was my first retail gig actually. Uh, I was like what eighteen or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and right before I got hired, and then it just left me with Paul as of when I got hired actually. Right. They went through this whole big lawsuit. Um, of around their hiring practices and that they weren't hiring enough people of color, you know, particularly black people, what have you. And they went through the lawsuit and they lost. Mm-hmm. So, um, with, yeah, they lost essentially. Um, and so within that came in new practices mm-hmm. on quote unquote diversity, where they just felt like they need to just hire a shit ton of black people. So they <laughs> just ran the gamut of the spectrum of like, yeah. Um, okay, I don't know that well, that always works either, but right. we'll, we'll you know build that I mean? out as well. So, you know, because so, so whereas it was predominantly white um, young people, you know, that was servicing it up, you know, serving the fashion look, serving mm-hmm. the young California style, whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. that was presentable. Um, they were model esque and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the message you're sending to? Yeah, okay, the consumer is probably like European and like you know, you know, tourists or what have you. But what's the representation representation of diversity of you being an, an, an American based organization, U.S. based organization, right. where there's a melting pot, especially when you're in New York City, um, and if you want to have like a greater consumer base um, and popularity, you want to appeal to different types of people, right? Because there's different types of people well, that walk types, through the space. And I realize what they do is they do type. Mm-hmm. They yeah, do typecast. typecast. They right. do typecast us. They typecast people because yeah. you know I've been saying for so many years that you know Bless um, you, people who are white people they generally understand us clinically. Right. They can put us into these casts, into these archetypes, and then they can say, "Well, we got the this kind of person. We got the bohemian. We got the youth between the age right. of twenty-seven and such and such. And then we got the rockers, and we got the goth, and then we got the." <clears throat> You know the the tattooed and the rainbow kids, and then we have the LGBT hippies? and the not no rainbow. I mean like the kid the, the kids who wear all the rainbow colors in their no, I hair. Said, and, no, I didn't haven't said that. No, the hipsters oh, and um yeah, hipsters and too. then you know the Asian culture, the the right. what do you call it the um the cosplay culture. Like they have yeah. these typecasts of personalities. Why? Because these are the things available in society, mm-hmm. which is why when I say to our people that we generally do what we're told to do, we just we find a box and we climb into it. So we're we're, we're casually ushered into these spaces. So when they do this typecast landscape, they can actually say these types of people. You gotta get the uh, the you gotta also do age discrimination. You can't do age discrimination. So you mm, have to have the ageism. person who is ageism. You have to have the person who is of a certain age. Staff members present for that. Mm-hmm. You gotta have. Um, young and old and different looks. But but what I have, you know, I've been in many spaces, corporate, nonprofit, and other and government and otherwise. Right, me too. And I can tell you, I'm the first black person walking into the space because there's something that I often say. Eighty percent. Well, I don't say it, but I, it's been said. Eighty percent of all communication is nonverbal. Have you ever watched somebody think? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever watched this is people think? Watch. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? Yeah. When you see people in action doing what they do, if you have insight, you can see how they think mm-hmm. by the way that they make decisions. Right, and the action steps they take. And the way, and the way that they tasks. unfold certain tasks. Yeah. So I can tell you that when I come into a space, these folks haven't met other black people before. They met brown people who are brown white people. Mm-hmm. They haven't met a black person in their essence. Mm. Because they don't know how to interact with me. Mm-hmm. And some black people 
don't know how to interact with me. And they have a black rhetoric and they have a black conversation. But the essence of being black and holding your position and not holding a subordinate posture, not yeah. that we've broken down and we got here in slavery and we so happy for the white man to, to civilize us and help us get our shit together. Right. But carrying the space where Africa gave birth to the world. Mm-hmm. So when you own a certain type of reality with that, and remember, Jane Elliott said that white people only have their whiteness. Mm-hmm. They're not the smartest. They're not the fastest. They're not the most brilliant. They're, they own the patent office and they have their whiteness. Those are the two assets that they have. They work together as a collective. That's it. Yeah. 125%. They don't have to like it. And you know something? Most white people are not even in a position to have a conversation like this. Mm-hmm. Some black folks aren't even. I've had black people tell me in a conversation like this that I was closed minded. You're racist. How the fuck can I? First of all, how can I be racist? That's number one. But two, really like the fav- but two, these are not my. Story. I have certain value systems, mm-hmm. but what I'm stating right now are facts based on an educated guess. Which most of the stuff that you live every day that you never ask any questions about are white folks' educated guesses. And it's experience, but you never asked them nothing. To bring you no receipts about they stuff, but you jumped on the bandwagon and you kindly galloped your butt right on with them. You didn't question it, but you questioned it, what I'm saying to you. Mm-hmm. Black people, I had a young lady come in and tell me, oh my God, we're just so happy that you're here. Just met this girl. She seen me be all day, worked with me, but hadn't had an opportunity to make a have a private interna- interaction with me. Mm-hmm. But she's watching me think out loud in my actions. And she's just so, I'm just so happy to see you here. Young girl, three of them in a group together. Early 20s. And it was sad. It was, it wasn't, because I don't need to be validated. I don't need for somebody to say, you black as fuck. I don't need you to tell me that. It was sad for them to have to say that because I'm not the first brown person in that space. Mm -hmm. There were other brown people in that space. And specifically, they were happy to see me in the space. Right. That's that's like, that's it was sad. possible, but you're here. We that's appreciate bad. You. That's not good, family. Right. No, it is. Be- that should be. Um, I didn't mean to close your no, go ahead. No, but just adding to it, it's like it should be a space where we should be in a, by now in 2020 going forward. We should be in spaces like no matter what the space is or what the job is, that when we see enough of our people, we should be trusting that um, our people are having a similar or close to similar possible conversation or want to have those conversations. Because there are people, like you said, brown people holding a white center consciousness that aren't ready to even want to have the conversation. Nope. They may know, they may even know the situation they exists with clarity, but choose not to interrupt what's going on in the space because of this 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 worry and this concern that their, their being is not going to be disrupted. Their coin is going to be taken away. Um, their livelihood is going to be taken away. That's and, it. And that's what the fr- that's what's, what happens when we've succumbed to this framework that makes it, us dependent on everything that is services. And it shouldn't have right. to be that way. Um, but that's what we're. And living then, how do you address the conversation? And how do you address the conversation exactly? And, and who you have? Who you address? Who you address the conversation? Who you have a conversation to? with? And does it does it matter? Is it warranted to whoever that person is? You have a conversation with your coworker. Yeah, that's well and good. But then you're gonna go back, have to go back to work, and then kind of mutter under your breath about what's going on. Versus like, can a candid, real deal conversation be had with a um, um, a, a superior, quote unquote, uh, you know, supervisor, director, whatever the case may They're be? They're not having a to conversation. What's going on? Um, and what does that mean? Now, then that that brings to mind, what is the space you're in that doesn't allow you to have a safe space to have such conversations to even come to it? 
And then that's when we want to look at what the racial equity lens within the workspace is about. And we, and we specifically speaking about the workspace because that's how you make your living, right? No matter well, what the job is. Well, because we've chosen is. to participate in a society within that this matrix, with this right. mechanism, right. it oppresses. Right. This mechanism oppresses. So when we have conversations with people that tell us to further dig into this matrix mm-hmm. and don't, uh, don't provide any solutions, you can get all the giddy you can get. But guess what? You still can't open your mouth and stand with your back up straight in front of these white folks because you're afraid that if they get in their feelings, and we know what happens when white people get emotional and, and things get too much for them and they just can't handle it, we know how they respond. And it's not, you know something? I don't need to think about your feelings first. This is when I say we're in a subordinate posture. I can be professional and address something. That's what I said to my sister one time. She was having some issues on her job. It doesn't matter what you say. Now, my sister has a very different presentation than I do. She's about 5'3", 100 pounds, soaking wet, not too boisterous. She's pretty much a get-along, go-along-to-get-along kind of gal. She don't really make a whole lot of fuss. Very smart, sharp. But she's just not going to make a fuss. Guess what? These folks wring her neck for six straight years, and she dealt with it. She dealt with it. And in my mind, my blood is boiling because I'm saying to myself, why should you have to oppress yourself while someone comes up here and needs to validate their whiteness every day by being able to abuse you and you allow it? And if you say something about it, which she did, she went to the HR office where all the black workers at because, you know, the lower rung jobs are all run by minority people, black folks, other minorities. So not the executive high end positions. Those are only designated to certain types of people. Mm-hmm. They're telling her she's making too much of it. This is, they, this, this is what they advised her. This was their best advice. So this leads me into the segue of, as African people coming of, 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 of our consciousness, how Awareness, do we yeah. support each other? Right. What does support look like as an African? Because we still can go into spaces, and I mean places, and people can look and they find my eyes, and I can see safety come over them. Because I'm looking at how people are thinking. They see, they see comfort. <sighs> they see somebody, I haven't said a word. But when our eyes lock and they need information, whether it was my residents, customers, or what have you, they come to me and they immediately know that they are in a safe space. Because I am the being. I am the being. So, and it's, and it's communicated without words. Why is this not happening more often? Not that I'm the gauge. Not that I'm the gauge. Well, there's levels. But you can hear and you can see. I can watch other people thinking. And we got too many black folks running around here talking about I gotta get mine. I ain't messing with nobody. That's more of a narrative than the narrative of I'm community. Mm -hmm. I'm standing for my people. Because even when you hear this conversation, it doesn't actually show up in practice. Mm -hmm. It doesn't show up in practice. In an everyday way of being. Who are you making space for with your everyday living, breathing, and presence? Wherever you happen to be. A lot of these folks don't have jobs in these corporate offices. Dr. Umar said something one time, everybody can be a revolutionary when your ass ain't out here when you broke. But let you start making some good coin. Them folks ain't got nothing to say. And exactly right. The higher these folk get with a coin and they're validated because they feel like white folks done hung something on them and gave them some, some accolade, as they creep up, their voices become more and more silent. And then what it does, they have And to... they don't outreach 
and they don't speak up for the family. Right, because then they have to. Now that it becomes a self justification. Like, well, you know, well, I could say this, but you know, they're not gonna listen to me anyway. So it's like, I guess I got, I just got to fend for myself. Ain't nobody gonna really like support me in the way that I think they're gonna support me. Da 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 da. And think of all types of conversations that justify them handling their biz for themselves. And now you've fallen into the pit of the radical individualism that's been conditioned for you to believe is how you're gonna get by in life. And you can just get by. You can well, get you can. by. We've been doing like, it. Yeah, we've been doing it. But, like, will you truly be free? Will you truly be happy? Because at, at, at the top rung, it's understanding of what what are you willing to gain out of this life experience. Is Do you want to be happy? Do you want to be free? And But what the, is happiness? The, yeah. Because a great majority of what we desire to have mm-hmm. are piecemeal trinkets falling from the master's table that don't actually amount to anything in terms of nation building. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It doesn't amount to anything when it comes to re- shifting our consciousness in the way that we stand with our children now and prepare them for the 50, 60 years ahead. It doesn't. It's just more stuff. We get more stuff. You know, one thing I can say, too, just as a quick example, you know, some of these folks, they become celebrities and they get all of this money. But you know something? When they have all of this money, they're not liquid. They're not liquid. You know what they do? They put you in the Forbes magazine, a mechanism, a propaganda mechanism. They show you on all kind of, you know, stages and get all kind of awards, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to prove your value to the matrix. But these people are not liquid. This is how you say something like, well, how did this big celebrity at that time, how did he go broke? Because they don't own anything. And I noticed for myself because I saw it for myself when I was an independent auditor for a very, a very famous artist. Okay. And they don't own none of their stuff. Everything is leased, and the assets that they do have are insured, and they use credit cards and black cards, credit lines. And whatever checks you're coming in is balanced by whatever checks is going out, whatever cost is going out. So as all of this madness has happened, because as rich as, Mal- as, Ma- as, as Michael Jackson was, for five minutes, they said Michael Jackson died broke yeah. for five minutes. Yeah, right. Because they were still balancing his books. And at that moment, he was in the red. Because he had more expenses than checks coming in. But soon that thing balanced out. Right? But initially he was broke. And you know who's watching his money? Not black people. So when you say, oh, I'm rich, this basketball player, these artists, etc. We're going to go nation build. We're going to take 10 of our artists and we're going to go buy Illinois. These folks ain't going to let you do it. And it's not about... And there's another thing I wanted to bring in. We'll talk about the victim card. Because... Yeah, you don't own you. You don't actually have control of your money. Mm-hmm. These folks have control of your money, and they will tell you how to invest your money. And if you become a problem on his time, this is why all of these celebrities go build, you know, stuff in Africa. Go over to Africa, because in America, Africans, Dr. Omar said, are two trillion dollars a year. We recklessly spend two trillion dollars a year. We are the the fuel that runs the, the economy here. We, we work, we are the labor. We are underpaid. Most of us, I mean, even though we pay salaries, we're still working for free by virtue of what we are creating. Mm-hmm. The balance is not the balance there. Of, yeah, the ratio, yeah. What you are giving, they're making a hundred times full over what you are contributing. Yep. So this is what I said. These folks, they have whiteness. So when they make a quarter million dollars a year, but they pay the executive assistant 60000 you making a quarter th- quarter million dollars plus all kind of perks and bonuses. Your assistant 
is making $50,000, $60,000, but she does most of your work. And you're rarely in the office. But you get to walk across stages and accept awards hmm. because you're in a nepotism unit network. See, this is what happens in white spaces. Right. And who's going to challenge this? Right. And how are you going to challenge it? That even raised the mind on the celebrity space, the whole thing with like Kim Kardashian, which is like, oh, that thing was so funny to me. Hmm. Like the whole, oh, like, oh she's mm-hmm. doing prison reform and then she's like, she's fighting to get, you know, these black people, uh, these uh, these um, freedom fighters and things like mm-hmm. that out of jail. She's doing a good deed. And then she's talking about doing um this, t- this reality show about it. And it's like, it was just like people were still trying to attack, oh, why, why can't you just let things be positive? And like, oh, she's trying to do a good thing. Yeah, newsflash, black folk that want to support that whole situation. She also was not out, outing and like lifting up the black women attorneys that were actually doing the work for her. Um, she was stealing, but it's okay to steal because it's legal stealing, and out. Like, she was spotlight stealing. Yeah, but she wasn't doing, she wasn't doing the actual work. She was still like in her phase of like learning law and things like that and going to school or whatever the hell. She's learning. But checks out the professionals who are doing the work. But her, but her name is stamped on it in the, in the public space, in the public but eye. That's actually a, a marketing ploy that they sold us mm-hmm. to believe in that. Well, the person with the clout should be up front. Peace, brother, bricks. See you. Thank you for the coming. The point in. is to get the work done. Yeah. This is what they sell you. These are yeah, all no foolish illusions. Get right. Just get the work done. It doesn't matter who's standing out front or who's mm-hmm. in the back. But you know something? When African people are not accredited for what they do and the contribution that they make to the system, they become a it has everyone around the world, because this has been a narrative that has been shopped around the world. This is what it means that you've made no contributions and people have a lack of respect for you in the world landscape. Because... Who believes that you made contributions? Most of these folks coming here believe that you just suck in the system. Right. This is what they believe. And mm-hmm. this is what they have been consistently conditioned to believe about you. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important that when things go down and you make contributions, that you get the credit for it. Right. This is why it matters. Right. Because it ups your social capital. It gives a narrative of collective responsibility and collective stance and power. And they continue to deny that to Africans as a group and also individually. And then we deny it from each other. Mm. Yes, yeah, so we can get the work done. We have no respect on the world landscape. You know, one or two of us, three of us get through, you know, yeah, so-and-so is all right, so-and-so is a scientist, such-and-such got a doctorate degree, so-and-so is this, so-and-so is that. Slithers of us. I bet you won't, that won't happen with Asian people. I bet it won't happen with Jewish people. It won't. They have a collective narrative that they, that they maintain. And when people violate it, they got an answer to that. Period. And then what else it becomes a pain to be like, to give any type of credit or credence to those of us that do support or do um, put the work in to, to build the collective. And it's, you know, it, it, and that, that's, that's where we get to change that dynamic. That's where it comes when we talk about supporting each other in the workplace. Whether it's the workplace, whether we freelancing, whatever the case may be, if we're in support of each other, if we're in the spaces, if we talk about we all we got, then if that means you got to big up your people. Oh, this person did great work. This is what they did. Because it's social capital. It it's helps. So, it helps. Because, and, also, the, right. and also for someone that's doing that work, while while we, we want to stand in a space for where we can be self-validated, yes, that's well and good. But also, at the end of the day, you want to know you're doing work for the people that the people appreciate it and the work is, is, is doing what it's supposed to do. So, yes, like you said, it helps with the social capital. It lets you know 
that you're, you're on the right track and you're doing something, you get to keep pushing forward and pumping forward. Well, you know what? Uh, some of that, I mean, I have to, I have to go through that. You know, they say you can clear with the wall. I right. had to go through some of that stuff myself in terms of that broader landscape because we realize that the people are churning their concept of what they like and taste, what you have value systems and your taste for certain things are cranking through the matrix. Hmm. So you may not necessarily have clear vision. So, you know, some people don't like to eat celery. Oh, I don't prefer, I don't prefer celery, this preference thing. No, I eat celery because I know it's good for me, period. That's it. I didn't have to like it. Now I like it. Because I've developed a taste for what's good for me. Because I know it's good for my body. That's how I dealt with oatmeal. I used to hate oatmeal as a kid. Hate it. Now I love oatmeal. You can't even keep me away from it. <laughs> but, you know, at some as we develop, good, you know, as our, cha- our tastes mature. Exactly. So that's why we say, you know, folks doing all kind of reckless things out here in the world and in the street. As your tastes develop, as your value change. systems change, so should your tastes for certain things. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't even have, I don't need to hear no gossip. I don't want to hear no gossip. If we having a conversation at work or anywhere, it's solution based. It's an assessment of what didn't work. What are the solutions to what can work? That's mm-hmm. it. I don't hear about That's the fullest extent of it. Yeah, we can talk about how people think, but now how do we get around it? What are the solutions, family? Where are we being able to be the piece that actually creates this conversation? Because at the end of the day, Black people feel validated by having white friends and white people in their spaces, and by being in. It's like it's like label. It's like uh, what do you call it? Uh, label horse. Oh, I wear Louis V. I wear I wear you know Gucci. I wear this. It's like oh, you got white people. Like that means you somehow arrived, looking at each other and finding pleasure and, and praise into being in the community among our own people where there's peace and safety. Mm-hmm. That should be a pri- a center of pride. You know, not for the gram. Right. Right? Right. So these things are translating because if you're working in the Matrix, the Matrix is a big, well-oiled machine, and they've spent hundreds of years, like they say in the Matrix, they created the Matrix six times, and they've they've become, well, very uh, exceedingly good at it. They've been refining this system of oppression over and over again. So when I don't take no shorts, it's for a reason. Because guess that's what it's going to take to tighten this thing up. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. I'm going to set you up to win. I can set you up to win when you go into your workplace and give you the rundown as to how you need to circum- circumvent certain circumstances because these people are going to respond to you this way because you are opening your eyes. They are not. Mm-hmm. They're winning in the system. They're not ready to hear black folks standing for themselves and for their own self-efficacy that I can do it. I'm good. I don't need you to say thanks. We got this. Because they think that they've been doing it good. They've been doing it right. So in other words, in essence, by virtue of your actions, they're going to watch you think. And they're going to see, you know, these white folks been tearing shit up. They've been messing stuff up. Everything they touch is broken. So technically, that's what they're going to process. Because they're not going to see the good in it. Because remember, they're losing, and they're losing something. They're losing out, and then they're losing something. The jobs. They feel like, oh, now I have more competition for the jobs. The higher you get, the wider you get. It's still the same. And that doesn't mean white people are smarter than you or more talented than you. They just work together as a unit. They've refined this mechanism of white supremacy over hundreds of of years. The system is functioning exactly how it is supposed to. 
you have to see that it's functioning the way it's supposed to and create solutions exactly. so that you get to be different around that. Exactly. Move accordingly. But, but with what you know, now is now you can put the puzzle pieces together and create the picture that's supposed to benefit you, benefit the community, benefit the collective. You want well, you to have know, to cohabitate. We're still cohabitating. Exactly. Yeah. We're still cohabitating. Um, and not that, not that validation is needed, but listen, black folks, we can't sell enough shea butter. Like some of us got to have nine to fives until further notice, right? Because even if we got shea butters, who are you employing? Shea Moisture, granted, it, it was a corporation. It grew from small to large. I don't know how black they are over there in Shea Moisture. I know one thing. It's about brown skin. It's about brown, you know, they found the shtick. They rocked with it. It, it worked for them. Mm-hmm. How does that benefit the larger landscape of nation building? See, this is why I do not encourage capitalism. I do not cons- encourage consumerism. Because we're not thinking strategically as to how we are investing and where we are investing our dollars. How we utilize that, yeah. Are you creating jobs? Are you creating a center for safety? Re-education? Renewing of minds in your space? Are you a space for that? Upward, or are you just... Upward mobility. Yeah, but upward mobility. They sold upward mobility to the middle class black family. Mm-hmm. They sold upward mobility with the college education. That was a ticket. That was all the smoke and mirrors that they sold out. Dr. Omar recently talked about that too some time ago. You know, 92, 93, they sold everyone the college education. But guess what? The skills that you have, you can't actually do nothing with them. Half of these folks got college degrees flipping burgers out here, waiting tables, driving lifts. Master's degrees. Master's degrees out here doing retail. You, you have these skills, yet you can't service your people. You can't translate them into finance. There was a time when you learned how to do welding, carpentry, yeah. wood shop. These skills, were the professions. And now and vocations. those vocations have switched into, because now guess what's next? AI. So now you need to be doing robotics. You need to be doing coding. You need to be doing building apps. You know, I'm not even going to say get into anything in terms of weapons, but guess what? Bio, biological weaponry is what's up next. Because the warmongers make their money in bloodshed. So this is, the, this is the concept of the matrix in the workplace. So African, this is what you are dealing with. So some of these things are going to disappear. Some of these jobs in the next 40 years are going to be disappearing. Mm-hmm. Disappearing. There won't be any such thing as some of these jobs. They already took some of these tellers out of the banks. You got one teller, two tellers in the bank. The rest of them are machines. I've recently seen a fully automated bank branch. I saw Mm -hmm. for myself a fully automated bank branch. Where the teller wasn't even like there was no person in the bank, period. It was like total recall to me. It was just like you go into a booth, you talk to a clerk that's somewhere in Texas in a a very low cost warehouse somewhere, if you can. Mm -hmm. The rest of the booths are automated. They're like ATM machines. So I'm here to tell you. We want to look at this workforce development differently than we have been. Mm-hmm. We want to look at it differently. Yeah, and we want to look at a different mechanism in terms of nation building and how we really want to be around that because we're not going to wait for white folks to validate us and say, well, you know what, this diversity thing, because I'm going to tell you, they done cluster fuck this diversity and inclusion thing up. I don't really know if they're having a real authentic conversation about that because black folks are still out here breaking down and having mental breakdowns. Well, the issue with that conversation is that no one that's having it knows how to have it. Like how can, exactly. you have a, how can you have a diversity and, and 
diversity and inclusion conversation where you don't even know what that means. You just you're following buzzwords to make your company look good. Yeah, we have a diversity and inclusion uh, representative, and we have a diversity and inclusion board, and blah blah blah. But none of these people know how to have the conversation around what diversity and inclusion looks like. No one knows what it means that what, what the what white privilege is. There's white people that have these they have these these businesses and employ these people, but don't even know that privilege that the privilege does exist. They, and and then there's black people that are don't are in a space that's a board in their posture mm-hmm. that they they're too scared to even have that conversation around it because also they feel like they haven't done enough education to even back up their stance and that, and that's the problem is like it's, they're not it, approach it they're how not to approach, approach it, it. how to begin to have a conversation why because this person holds my coin and they can take me out at any given time and in that and that's what lends itself to what the Stockholm syndrome and lends itself to like that the the the, the learned helplessness. The bacon esteem, all these things that plague our people now, as a res- as a residual result of what white supremacy, what oppression, what slavery, what all these different things has has done yes. to the Black American experience. When you, when you got Tulsa and you got all these things, you try and try and try to find a way to self um, govern, and it's being taken out by by these forces. So then, what you're left with is to is to go along to get along. If you can't beat them, join them situation. Yeah. And, and but that's, that's what ends up happening, and they wear you out. Right. They, they wear you out because they know they can. Right. They've refined the mechanism because they've done the analysis, the SWOT analysis, stress, weakness, mm. and threats. Everything that's happening is a threat to you, but it's a strength for them. Your insecurity is a strength for them. Yes, yeah, leg up. Your self-hatred is a strength for them. Your subordinate posture is a strength for them. They count their cards. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they know how to use their cards, and they use it in, co- in, co- in connection with other mechanisms within the matrix to support the, and whatever mm-hmm. weaknesses they have. Because let me tell you what, they got some real weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But most black folks don't know that many bad things about white people, other than slavery. But you're talking about a mechanism. I'm talking about man on man. Yeah. How many? How many? How much do you know about regular everyday white folks? That you give them so much platform. You validate their whiteness every day. Stop validating their whiteness. Stop. Because if we're here for equity conversation, I'm going to treat everybody the same. Mm-hmm. And I validate anybody. If I need to validate somebody, if I acknowledge somebody, I can acknowledge anybody. I don't have to acknowledge you because you are a white person. And white people expect that. That's that conversation we talked about some time ago when I made a long post about white folks competing for space. You walking down a space and you guys are in the same space. They they're not gonna move because they know you're gonna move. You gonna lose the shoulder today, bro. Listen, you gonna lose the shoulder today. I've had to take away many of your shoulders, especially. It work, is what it is. How about you have work, some manners? Working in Midtown. I tell y'all about. You that. gonna lose the shoulder today? Fucking with me. I, I tell you about the white lady that came at me full force, and then because I didn't move and she had to bash and fall all over the place. That I wasn't wrong to her. Really? Yes, really. Really? You can't. You you angle towards me, you psychopath. Running. I'm walking and chilling. She's running in my direction. I'm like, I hope she angles because I'm not moving. <laughs> so, sorry, but you're in the wrong no matter what because you didn't move. You know what I mean? Or like, there's always. But they expect some... for you to acknowledge them. I've had I'm, white folks in freaking Target chilling. at freaking. Well, Dwayne Reed walk up to me. Excuse me, do you know where to find? <laughs> do I look like I work here? Walk up to you in a train station. Excuse me, no, not excuse me. Can you tell me where? Yeah, right. Not excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. 
Uh, you want to find one of the, uh, you know, the ambassadors or something. Like, like the- do I look like, I mean, it'd be different. <laughs> you know what, excuse me, because I do, whenever I'm not, excuse me, I beg your pardon. I don't mean to disrupt, I don't mean to intrude. Exactly. Do you mind if I, acknowledgement of your humanity and the fact that I'm intruding on whatever it is that you was not doing or doing, I don't have the right to impede on that. So I'm going to excuse myself and ask to be, and ask for access. Yeah. White folks do not do that. They just barge their way in with their strong shoulders and they bully their way through because that's a part of their white privilege. And guess what? Black folks are always right there ready to throw them a parade. Yes, how can I help? Oh my God, can I help you? Like they're just overly, overly. And you know something? Humanity and kindness is one thing. Mm-hmm. But like it's not it's not humanity and it's not kindness when it's coming for black folks. Yeah. Because they're literally making themselves and like like you're a personal assistant to any white person anywhere wherever you happen to be. Mm-hmm. No, I'm busy. And I'm on the phone. And I have folks walk up to me while I'm on the phone. I'm looking at my phone like, <laughs> like Excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me. Excuse me. I'm on the phone. But I gotta stop off the phone so you can ask me your question because it's important. Really? Is anybody dead? Is anybody bleeding? Miss me. Bye. I remember being in the Target that one time and it was old white ladies uh, asked me where something was in some section. Mm. I had to look down at my shirt for a second. I I know my shirt black. I know it has print on it. I know, I personally know I don't work here. What she want from me? I'm like, I don't know, lady. I'm trying That's to find white privilege. Too. That's white privilege. What are you asking me for? It's bananas. I know it's black employees up in here, but no. I ain't one of them. And I have even, a backpack nope. and a black shirt and, and, and camo. That's, that's, she don't <laughs> care about that. <laughs> because about it doesn't matter. You, you, you happen to be black. Oh, you black. You must, be, shopping here. You must, you must here. be here for me. You must work here. This happens at work. White folks walk around. They expect anytime you stump somewhere standing there to cooler for an extra two minutes. Bob from accounting always happened to be somewhere, not at his desk, seeing you taking two extra minutes. Well, if you was working, <laughs> you wouldn't minutes. see me taking two extra minutes. Okay, so who's... You know, you so where you supposed to be? But you know what? He ain't going to get in no trouble. <laughs> because he is friends with the boss. They all cronies. They golf together. They do happy hour together at the local... So, park. but they expect to be cracking the whip on you because they can usurp... They can assert their whiteness onto and impede on infringe on your life. Had a young lady recently tell me that, you know, cause I was in an experience where I was getting white girl shade. Like, have you ever, have, have you ever gotten white girl shade? Like Valley girl, California love white girl shade all up in my, you know, black African princess face. Cause I'm not here for <laughs> foolishness. Black no, I'm not saluting you. I'm not giving you any extra validation. Like, you can see me or not, and I'm cool with that either way. I will share silence right here with you. Right. If we don't have nothing professional to talk about, neither do I. Just be like. I stand right there and don't part my lips. Thank you very much. My grandmother said don't need a fun at nobody's table. This young lady told me that the same woman that was giving me white girl shade, microaggressions in the workplace, kept her off of her career path, and she decided to step down because she didn't have the tenacity that I did, I'll just go through, go through there with my bows anyway. Because I ain't got nothing to lose. It's the matrix. It's all the coding. She stopped taking her trajectory. See, that right there <clears throat> is upsetting to me. Yeah. Because that, that impeded her career trajectory. That impeded her making her coin. That white privilege conversation is when it came to life. Yeah. And it impacted this young lady's 
opportunities because of your feelings. I don't care about your feelings. Go see a therapist. We're at work. Be an adult here. Have a professional conversation. But then you know who you're going to go talk to? Another white person because the higher you get, the whiter you get. So all of these fail safes in the matrix are there to maintain and continue to refine white supremacy. Yeah. White centered consciousness. Because a white person is not going to go against another white person for you. There are a few. There are a few. Because there was some that marched with with Martin Luther King. They always talk about Bernie Sanders march with Martin Luther King. And there was a couple of them out there doing a few things. A few things, a couple of them out there doing it. In the Underground Railroad, there was a few white folks along the railroad helping out, doing a few things. Not enough. Shout out to Homeboy that was attempting to do something with George Zimmerman. You know, he was trying to look out for, for young Trayvon. You know, so... Um, we got a lot to think about, family, because that is the truth. Yeah. You revolutionary when your ass ain't up here getting no coin. Okay. But once you get your coin, you suddenly become real uh, with a golf pants and let's cut some cheese. <laughs> I like cheese. Let's cut some cheese. Um, some brie. Let's cut some cheese. Some, uh, let's let's some get some brie. Gouda. Like, no. Shouts out to um to Brother Zachary. We appreciate you, brother. Thank you for checking in. If you're just checking in now, we just a sound bites, obviously, because you're on the page. <laughs> um, and we're talking. <laughs> We've been going we're talking, on. We're talking about uh, racial equity in workspaces. What does that look like? And share and share in the comments what that looks like for you. Share the video. Share the broadcast. Um, you know, we, we, and what are your experiences? Yeah, what are your experiences? Share that. We can share on on the broadcast with those so they can hear it. Um. But we know we like, know that that's a, a thing. Space. We, it, this is a safe space, you know. Even though we're you know public platform, we're still a safe space because we got you back. Okay, we got you back. Um, you got back up messing with us. Back Some of these we other folks, I don't know. Responsibility around the response. But times. we got you back. I've learned that I've I've come to a space of of, of you know, slowly perfecting <laughs> yeah, this thing. Brooke is just too so much. if you need, okay, Brooke checking out on the hair. Um, shouts out, Brooke. You see, <laughs> Brooke, you bananas. <laughs> but we got your back. What you got you know to say me? about equity in the workplace, Brooke? Tell us about it, um, because I know you got some stories, bro. She got some I'm stories. I'm looking at you I already like know. the same thing. Um, but you, you know, it's body. it's real. We deal with this, black people. We deal with it every day. We talk about code and it's switching. It's stress. It's code stress. switching. I hate it. I hate it. I hate the idea of it. You know what I mean? You know why? Because that means you have to suppress a part of yourself to make comfortable the rest of the other people around you. Just Which so is you a subordinate sure posture. Be, again, a subordinate posture. Exactly. I've never personally, and again, share, share your stories in the comments. We'd love to hear your stories. Um, you know, love, but you know, we don't want to be saddened by it either. But, but like, you know, the whole idea, I've, I feel like up to now in my work experience, my workforce life, I've yet to have to be in a space of code switching, no matter what the job has been. I've done a bunch. I've done a bunch of different jobs. I work for retail. I work for myself. I work for you know um, corporates, corporations. I work for nonprofits. Right. I've, I've I've run a gamut of, of, of job experiences, um, and not once have I ever felt the need to, to code switch per se or shift anything about my blackness or my Africanness or my, or my center mm. my center around who I am as a black man. I've always been one hundred percent clear who I am as a black man and mm-hmm. not feeling like oh wait well, maybe not be too black. Over in the space, no. Yeah, I've been in spaces with predominantly white people, and you know, predominantly black people. Yeah. And no matter what, I never had to change my language, the tone of my language. Not language like you know, cursing or whatever, but like language of like how I present, whatever my inflections are, based on my upbringing as a black man, my colloquialisms and things of that nature, my vernacular. Right. You know, 
it can it can interweave itself in the conversation if need be. But I, I also have a way of, of presenting and a way of speaking by virtue of my education and, and, and what I've chosen to do on my life's walk and how I talk and operate with people. It doesn't matter. I don't feel like I have to be like, hi, how are you doing? My name is Hello, Claude. my name and is I, Chet. Like, Here's what you have today. And like, oh, I'm here's Claude. My, here's my how pre- presentation you? for you. I don't have to do that shit. That shit's weird. Um, weird. And, it's and, so weird. And, and I say that because I've encountered and been friends with people that do that. Oh, my God, that. who do that? And, and I've seen it in action. I'm like, well, it's what It's insane. The what are you doing, bro? What kind of psychosis is that? You need a diagnosis behind that. To me, and, and I get this mindset of adaptability, but no, you can adapt to me being in this space. That's not an adaptation. Be, that is theatrics. I will be who You're I acting. am. You're acting. I will be who I am 100% no matter where I am. Like I said, I've witnessed this in spaces with, 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 with old friends who've been like, no matter, we can be in a space where there's a bunch of white people and they'll start talking what is, looks, sounds like white guy speech. Um, and it's a space with like, you know, it could be mostly Spanish people or what have you. Um, and, and there's a certain type of thing in space with black people and it's just straight gutter gutter talk. And it's like, why? You, you That's not even your upbringing. Well, you know, so I'm like, what is this? So what is this thing? You it's feel our you reputation that we have among ourselves to, and among each other. It's like to make people comfortable with who they are. What about you? When are you going to be comfortable with what, who you are? And who you are gets to be multifaceted. I'm a multifaceted uh, brain. I, I, I walk all spectrums of, of my life experiences that can adapt to anywhere without having to change who I am in those spaces. Yes. Because I'm clear on who I am in those spaces, and I'm clear on those spaces and what they garner. So what does that mean? That means I knowing who I am, I get to protect myself and preserve myself knowing what the elements are that are being presented in those spaces and like the kind of, you know, like the, the, the stopping the bullets. Yeah. I've learned that over time. I've learned that in, in, as an adult. That I've come to a space of just a peace of knowing who I am in those spaces, what my intellect brings me, what my talents bring me to, where I have to worry about what these people are doing, that I have to right. talk and be like them, or like them. They get to learn me. But they get to figure me out because you know what? You're also... And they don't have to change who they are either. That's right. That's the, that's the key point. As long as they're not rude, nasty, and disrespectful, rude, I'm not dealing with microaggressions. Patronizing. You're not going to be clowning me because you think I'm ignorant. I'm not here for it. Because you know, you're going to meet some black, some smart black folks. I know they've taught you something different about us, but you're going to meet some intelligent black people. But Brother Zachary says, I recently grew my hair out. Yeah, I see that, bro. I see that journey. He's looking good, playboy. I see you. Got the curly locks. And uh, the questioning has been out of pocket. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like you, and, and especially with this whole hair conversation, especially with black people in hair, where a lot of a lot of our expression comes in our hair. They said it's it's from style from the top to the bottom, head to toe. It's just what we exude, and we create culture. Period. Anything culturally sound and culturally what we experience now is created in some form or fashion by black people. More than likely, more more often than not, by black women. Right? We're going to talk about style. We're going to talk about hair. It's always a thing. You know why? Because these are things we naturally deal with that, be, that become problematic to the psychosis of the, of the overall structure. Well, there's but a reason for that. when they adopt it in their spaces, it becomes a fashion iconic situation of a trend, and it becomes hot. Well, you got to remember something. White people only have their whiteness. So when I show up, and I'm <sighs> black and proud, I'm all in my skin, I'm all doing my thing, what I do with my swagger, and I'm walking through being how I'm being, I'm actually saying that I'm being me. There's no white reflection in me. There's nothing in my step, speak, behavior, uh, presentation. There's nothing. You're not going to find no white vibration in me. 
or white people's type vibration, whatever that happens whatever to be. Whatever that means, yeah. Whatever you recognize that to be, you won't find it with me. And that makes some people uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because once you say that, what you're ultimately saying in essence is something about this is wrong. Mm -hmm. Something about this doesn't work. No, all of these white black women over here with blonde hair weaves and they run around with their hair down the other day, butts now. They spending $3,000 and putting weaves on layaway now. Doing all kind of madness trying to be like white women. And what you're doing is you're distorting people's view of who you are as an individual. No, I'm not dissing women with weaves, but I want you to get a little bit deeper in the presentation of what it creates. It creates that response that you are creating a vibration. You are reaching for a center of beauty that is not naturally your own occurring beauty standard in nature, right? It's not your, your hair doesn't naturally grow that way. Yes, black women with very long hair. We come across the spectrum. I am one of them. I actually did it because someone said something about it. And I said, you know something, watch this. So you see my hair now? My natural hair was actually this long before I had locks. Flat. Okay, it's how you take Love care of it. Yours. Yes. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because the hair doesn't make you as a person. Right. But when you have this presentation and you show up, it is a validation for whiteness. White people are comfortable with you with your long weave because they know you're not trying to be yourself. You're trying to conjure something that you don't naturally have that actually they naturally occurred that way. Mm. So that sends essence and mechanisms and in information is being passed through without words that makes them comfortable with that. And the more you have that high resonance voice that they like to hear, which is very distorted. I'm a very intellectual person and I speak very well. Been always told that I was an amazing orator. However, I refuse to get that. Whatever that accent is that these folks have. <laughs> I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. I, I, I want to make sure that when the good comes and when I produce the beauty and when I produce the outcome, that it is specifically tagged African black. Black woman, African woman, she created this. Mm -hmm. I don't want no association with somebody else made it or some other influences created it. No, this is black as fuck and she made it. That's it. Because like I said, it's a contribution to the entire landscape. We have to shift our world narrative by the way that we behave and present ourselves to the world. Not because we're looking for validation, but because you need to train people on how to treat you. Mm. And that goes personally, because I've been training a lot of people. Some of them have been taking the coaching and some haven't. But you need to teach the world how to treat you because someone else has been peddling a narrative that doesn't support you. Now, if your behavior was a contradiction, that would have never stuck. But the problem is we've been showing up in our hurt and mm, in, our, mm. in our trauma and in our scars Facts. in the world and our behaviors and decision makings. So yeah. therefore, we are actually perpetuating what they said. Right. Because we could have shifted that a long time ago. And then you look at that like it's like a broken mirror syndrome because then you're seeing a distorted view of who you actually are. Based in basing your hurt, basing your trauma, and the the power lies in operating outside of that. What does outside of that look like? That means healing. That means taking proper time for yourself, and in in and doing whatever it is, whatever it's therapy or whatever, whether it's staying away from certain people, staying away from certain relationships, staying away from certain vices, whatever it is that's gotten you coping up to now with your current experience that actually isn't serving your best interest. Right. Let, letting go of that will actually bring the image to truth to true fruition.
and learning the truth and being willing to accept it. Yeah. Because a lot of that truth that's out there, white folks ain't gonna like it. I can, I can have the conversation. In fact, I've had these types of conversations with white people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they are compartmentalized with it because they also have some inbred mechanisms to defense off of a conversation like this so that it never becomes solid within them. Right. It never becomes, it never takes teeth. They all, they look at it like, like I told you before, it's an inanimate object, this thing. They don't take ownership of it. And a lot of black people respond the same way because by virtue of being raised within this consciousness, we have the same similar mechanisms. Mm -hmm. We want to recognize that we respond to a lot of things the same way that white people do because we've been raised within this consciousness. So we need to change how we process information, period. Mm. You have to process differently if you want to create a different reality. You cannot continue to do the same thing and expect different results. This inside of the workplace, you're not going to garner support from white folks unless you know how to be in your stand-up position. And even if you don't get it from them, they're, they're not the only ones in the space. There are other people in the space. And you want to know how to get into your workspace and get assets while you're there. Because although we're not necessarily in the factories and we're not no no longer in some of these apprenticeships, we need to be on these workplaces taking our assets. We're in the contribution with our time and talents. While you're there, learn stuff. Learn how to take it with you when you leave. Mm -hmm. It's not just a job. It's your life. It's time that you're spending in this space. It's time away from your life. Take skills from there someplace else. Mm -hmm. Create the types of professional relationships that there's someone in this space that will be willing to validate you, vouch for you. Back it up. Persistent learning and application is revolutionary, period. You're learning something perpetually and putting in an application. You're changing the landscape every single day. When you choose to do that, that is revolutionizing the game. Yes, that's where it starts, and it can look a lot of ways. But the moment you, you accept what is versus with knowing that it can be different, then you, you, you've accepted destruction. You might yeah, I don't want our people. I need our people to stop being slacks, though, because yeah. we're so annoyed by the workspace because we're so annoyed by the structure. Most of us just go in there and just, I'm just do my job. I don't care. You know, I'm just getting my little coin or whatever. That, that's not, that doesn't really serve us. And what else I've also found, it, what I've come to see is the, is the psychosis around it, is that people think once they get a job, that's it. Because there's always this dread. It's always, oh, I got to go to work. Oh, I got to go to work on Monday. Oh, it's mm, Sunday. Oh, no, yeah. Sunday got here. Oh, I can't wait for the weekend. Oh, it's Wednesday. Yep. Damn, it's only Tuesday. I mean, it's not, it's not even just us that's living that. for the weekend. That's it, living for the week. for the weekend. Okay. Um, <laughs> but um, but you know we we we've, we've grown to accept that, and, that, and that's the scarcity of like I got this. I guess I gotta take it. You know, especially we're we're good for this. Like oh, I gotta take this job. Oh, I gotta go to this job. You know, I'm about to go to the plantation. Huh? We got a joke to cope with it. But it's like you don't actually have to. You actually can choose different. And until you're ch- willing to choose different around your, your circumstances, it's going to keep looking like that. It's going to keep looking like this drudgery and like this doom every single day because you've accepted that as what, as what your experience is. You've accepted dread and doom. So now you create dread and doom every day. Well, because we're looking inside of a reality that we don't win. perspective changes everything. We are shifted. We're, 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 we're cultivated inside of a white-centered consciousness where we don't win. Remember, their mechanisms are so that they always win. So if we always see ourselves within their, their dream, you're trying to reach within their dream. 
You have to create your own dream, you know, and you use it as a stepping stone and you don't try to park under these folks' porch. Mm -hmm. Like so many of us, we just get there and we think, listen, it doesn't work. Work for 40 hours for 40 years to to retire on 40% of your income. It does not work. This is how you manage labor. This is how you control labor and control the way people move. We really need to share, and we have to share this conversation. We need to be talking about this every day with people in our ciphers. Until we get it right. Until we get it right. These people have refined. They have scientists in labs doing research, studying, going and traveling under the guise of mercenaries and missionaries. Missionaries over here doing this and doing that. They are collecting social data about how a people behaves. They are researching you, and they are reporting back to some random, oh, no, we're going to go. It doesn't never look like it's never ugly. Mm-hmm. It always looks like something that's systematic that just works. Oh, we'll just, you know, we'll want to find out how many women this or that, or how many men this or that, or how many children thus and thus. It's social research so that there is a door with a key on it and a lock when you meet it. You have to find outsmart the system by wising yourself up and making different decisions that was unexpected by the matrix so that you can move around these spaces. It's just very insane to me because oh, just, Justice Lee said, there is definitely damage in our women mentally and has been passed down to their children for hundreds of years and it's continuing. We need to heal. Yeah, we do. We need to heal. You know, there's a sad thing that's happening in here, but... Who is acknowledging that we need to heal? You're saying that we need to heal. You know, a lot of these folks, if they can't heal tomorrow with a pill, they ain't here for that long haul. Yeah. They're not here for the long, the, uh, what do you call it, the, um, the long tail theory. Do a little thing for a long time. They're not here for that. I didn't show up like this yesterday. I didn't show up in the being of the safety. The being of the safety was created out of mud. Yeah. It was created out of, they say, I said, wrangling the beast of the night. Going through the stress going through the breakdown, the meltdown, not drugging, not medicating, and working through the junk. Mm-hmm. Trying shit, trying shit, switch it up. Trying shit, trying shit, switch it up. Trying shit, trying shit. I'm not going to keep doing the same thing if it's broken. Yeah, you got to be open to doing Try that. some shit. That's work. You got to be open to that work. Though. And I am the work because I'm living it. I'm not just reading about it. I'm out here putting it to play, and therefore I can watch people think. It ain't, if it ain't working, fix it. Change it. Do something different. Do something different. Keep doing something different. It was a Keep learning doing experience. something different until you, you reach where you feel you need to be. And even at, even at that point, you'll probably want to do something different at that point. It was point. a learning experience. Because by the time you got into that part of the journey, you probably developed something new and a new interest and a new life and a new way of thinking. So now you're going to keep got going. Got some new information. And new information. Oh, shit. I learned, I learned this through my journey and trying to learn that. Maybe and now I, I can apply like this. It. Exactly. And then you go back to another that. You know, but that's life. That's that's part of life. Well, that's, and that's the part to enjoy versus sitting there and judging and, and being pained by that for all the most of years of your life. Well, you fa- no, this, oh, no, this, they're this, not, that, most this, of them are not that, dreading that, it. This, this. Most of them are not dreading it. Most of them are coping and they're masking and they're pretend happy. Right, that's what I mean, yeah. Which is inauthentic and will always keep insecurity and fear in the mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. and shame mm-hmm. that will always and a fear of getting found out will always be in the space because they pretend happy mm-hmm. so pretending because that doesn't help you to pretend happy it doesn't help you to put a mask on your fake face. nice pretend so, happy anybody got time for that okay <laughs> anybody got time for that
<laughs> like, stop pretending. No, for real. Stop pretending. And you know what? The These folks away. need to meet some black people. Yeah. Y'all need to stop it with the foolishness. It's mad. It's it's, 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 it's it, it gets under my skin because I shouldn't be the first one showing up in no building. It gets under my. I'm, I'm in here with a whole bunch of black folks. Brown people. Black is a state of mind. I was about to say that. Good that you mentioned it. Black people, but black is a state just of mind. Skin and who, what you look like. So when these folks say diversity and inclusion, they just talking about having brown people in the space. Now while I'm here, like we talked about before, family, while I'm here for Africans, we're Pan African. So if you're black, you family. Mm-hmm. But we do have some soft spots with our African brothers and sisters from the continent and our African brothers yeah. and sisters who are here, descendants of <laughs> descendants, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So we know that when they put the brown face in the movie and a lot of these new artists are not American blacks and don't have no love for your journey, but they brown. They're a part of the diaspora. A lot of it is like cool story, bro. They keep them there so that they meet the quota because they've decided what in black is beautiful. Mm. We, we know how much black we want. We don't want all that much black. We just want a little bit of black. <laughs> Some black. And we only want your black as far as your brown. Because a lot of these black women or black men are in relationships with white women or white men. So they have brown skin, but they're not in a black-centered consciousness. So you got to check in with that. So this is why it's important for us to change the narrative and start to recondition how people experience us. Because when something ain't working right, you know what white folks do? I need to speak to the manager. And I will not leave until I, I, I Excuse me? This is not the answer that I need. I need a solution today. So I need you to go and find me someone who can get me a solution today. Maybe for 50 cents on a coupon. It doesn't matter. You will accept my coupon. It's printed, and it says that it expires tomorrow at 11.59. It's not tomorrow at 11.59. So someone needs (laughs) to rectify this. You know why that is? It's not about being a bitch or an asshole. It's about... It's my humanity. Yeah. And this is and this is who I, I'm a person. And I have rights. And I am the being. Mm-hmm. So what you're going to do is you're going to acknowledge me and you're going to go do your job. Mm-hmm. 99.9% of the time, I've already told my people, folk don't do their job. Because I've also seen the top of the realm. So at the top, these folks don't know what the hell they're doing. So they always legislate junk and it trickles down and it's a mess at the bottom. So by the time you come in contact with the person, the, 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 the lower rung person, it's a hot mess.com. Person like me that may not be upper management, but somewhere in there management, but not up at the top level. I'm a creative, so I can fix it. And I have so many different skills, I can make it work. And it always looks smooth. But it was a hot mess. So some of these folks that don't have all of these skills, by the time you encounter them, they can't give you solutions because they don't know how to. They were only told to put this round peg into this round hole and that's it, collect your check. Mm-hmm. And we, being lazy brained, and all we want is short sighted, we want to collect our check, that's what we do. Instead of going to the job and making it a commitment to get skills, using this opportunity as OJT. Utilize the master space to garner the information you need because that's what happened back in slavery days. This is why the slaves developed irons and different ways of doing the cotton gin. This is why these things happen. Because they were creating things to make their jobs easier. Mm-hmm. Which means they made an assessment. This doesn't work. This may work. Let's try this. 
you need to do the same thing and stop keeping up drama on these low rung jobs because it's entry level, uh, entry level, uh, 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 low level management. It doesn't freaking matter. It's not the bigger picture. It should be a stepping stool to get something and go. Get something and go. These folks not gonna roll on no red carpet and welcome you because it's not supposed to be that way. Their whiteness is the tool for them. As long as you continue to validate it and continue to allow people to have these conversations with you and talk to you any kind of way, stand up for your rights. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say get out here and start popping your neck. And always don't always <laughs> talk from my experience. Always say, well, listen, this is what I this is what I this is what occurred as far as I'm concerned. Right, right. This right. is how I saw the situation because no one can ever con- to contest your, your experience. experience. Right. If you experience microaggressions, white folks gonna deny that shit to the cows come home because they can't see their privilege, so they can't see their behavior as a result of their privilege. So they cannot see their, most of them cannot see their microaggressions. Most. Most cannot see their microaggressions. So when you call them out on it, or when you say, you know something, Darren, what's her name? Uh, uh, Whatever. (laughs) Miss Miss White Lady, Supervisor Lady. You're better off with (laughs) Daryl. You know something? I'm going to take care of this. Right. You gave me a task. I, I know you trust that I can take care of it. Right. So it's not what you said, blah, 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 blah. You said, bitch, get out of my face with the micromanaging bullshit. But that's not what you said. You said you already entrusted me with doing this thing. I could do it. So I'm going to take care of this for you. In other words, bitch, get out of my face. <laughs> doing my job. With the bullshit. You. Like, knock it the fuck off. Because they do it. And it's insane to me. The stuff that my sister told me how this woman was talking to her on this job. And all white is not created equal. I told you guys there are three types of whiteness. All white is not created equal. So you need to be able to recognize this and know how to defend yourself and protect your your spirituality, your mental, and your emotional stability. It's important because these people are not thinking about yours. They get all kind of diagnoses. They go get pills. They go get their therapist to write them letters. And they get time off work. They get the hookup. They get the back end. They get all of that stuff. Job security. You don't do none of those things. You just sit there and you snowball and snowball and snowball until the shit gets too hot and then you got to go. Either you get fired or you leave. You walked out and you gave them your time. You walked off with nothing. You left all that money on the table. These folks don't do that. They go get them a fucking lawyer. Excuse me? Nah, I'm going to see you at court. Expect a call from my lawyer. Play the matrix. Play the game, guys. Like, unless you start to make yourself um, reinvigorate your own humanity, nobody else will. Because it's about your humanity, family. And making a living and and being able to feed your family and support your family is a human right. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to feed your family, period. Even if it's in the Matrix. These folks created the Matrix. You still got to feed your family. Peace and blessings, family. So protect yourself out here. Protect yourself. Preserve yourself. Be who you are in the space. And command your respect. That doesn't mean be a bully, but command your bully. respect of who, who you are and who, how you Don't be out here bullying folk. Stop. And if you don't know how to talk to people, get you some gear right. Okay. 
Go watch get you a, some get right. Go watch a video or something. You carry it on. Um, Don't be out here biting people head off. That's not what I said. Don't tell them that for I said. Look, like, we got this recorded. <laughs> so, that ain't what I said. <laughs> we said we hit the board. Um, but yeah, so just it, it, keep that in mind. Keep your moms in in those spaces. You 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 get to have the tough conversations, but know that you can benefit from it. And anything that comes outside of it that's not in your best interest, um, or recognize what's in your best interest. Quick tip. Yes. Quick tip. Love to leave you with a quick tip. Yes, quick tip. When you have a situation with family, when you have a, a situation with a supervisor or HR, you can bring a representative with you, and it doesn't have to be a lawyer. You can bring someone else because you know Record what they the do? Minutes. They line up across that table, three, four of them deep. And they look at you and they know it's intimidating. Mm-hmm. And you lose, your, you lose your nerve. Okay? You can bring someone to that meeting. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm a little uncomfortable. I'm going to bring me a mediator. Mm-hmm. They cannot deny you someone to leverage your space, to help hold space with you. Mm-hmm. That person doesn't have to speak there. But they're there for your moral support so that you can balance out that space. They do that and they know they're doing it and they know it's not fair. Mm-hmm. But there's a mechanism at play. They're mounting up. And if one forgets something, one will fill in. They got somebody. If you you just speaking by yourself and you alone, you don't have nobody to back forth with or to powwow with or to debrief with. Mm-hmm. Bring some support. Get yes. you a community organization. Get you a relative that knows how to keep a level head. Mm-hmm. Not get you not, not don't don't you don't yeah don't not come in here with that, that cousin like, that be hey, ready like, you know you don't need that cousin so to pull out the ratchet and be the hammer and start knocking folk out no we're not gonna have that have someone with you who have a level head who can represent you well mm-hmm. and hold the space for you yeah you don't have to stand there and in the hot any seat necessary by yourself. pieces for you you know what i mean it's about family tag team champions out here peace and blessings family. peace and blessings family so Summer International Radio. 2020. 2020. Clear vision and all that. Clear all vision that. and all that. I'm going to set you up to win. Yeah. We're going to set you up to win, family. I'm going to set you up to win. Because, you know, we, we out here working on our wins. This is we're it. supporting the family. We just want to tell you the truth. We share it. Somebody else should have told you this stuff before now, but you hearing it now, it's all good. Now everybody's willing to share with their wins, but we are. Because um, we're abundant that way. When you have an abundant mind, you function from the abundant space. And abundance means you have to give. So we're gonna do family. We're gonna go out. You know how we do. Um, we do. We're gonna get it popping. Light it up. I am. And then this year we want we're gonna we're gonna talk about some some new things going into 2020 pretty soon. Um, you know, new thank mechanisms. Everyone. We thank everyone. Okay, again, we shared um, over 10,000 homes views Woo! for 2019. We appreciate that. We appreciate the love that everyone's been giving us. Yes. Um, joining the conversations, talking to us, laughing sharing with the us, links, laughing, talking with, with us, us, getting sad with us, sharing the, the gamut of emotions with us. We appreciate y'all. Yes. Um, and, and, and sharing our content with other people and, and the building new fan bases. We appreciate that. We, we love that. You know, we, like, we do this. Um, out of just the want for our, our people to be better, the want for our community to be better. We gotta change um, our behavior, family. Yeah, and with what we have and what we've gained, we want to share it. True. You know, so and we hope that you share it, pay it forward to True. you know people that matter to you. Um, people that don't matter, make it matter. You know what I mean? Everybody matters. You know what I mean? But like, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Um, so peace and blessings, family. We out here. Oh, shouts out. Just had to give a quick shout out to Black Owns, to support Black Owns. Shouts out to Stylish Rebels, my, my boys. Um, they're, they're doing a big thing. I had to support them. You know, you know, get, get the that's noise. Get the freshness going. That's noise. Yeah, that's yeah. noise. So Stylish Rebels, they get fancy. You, you got the the vibe, where they got some dope sweatsuits and they got some a lot of great clothes coming. Um, Stylish Brothers, 
talented models and just you know, just talented human beings, good dudes. Uh, so check them out, Silas Rebels with a Z on Instagram. Um, they doing anything. Shouts out, brother Sion, brother. Um, yo, only one Venom, my man, doing the things. Um, so check them out and um, support Black Gold, y'all. Let's do That's it. That's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. One love. Somebody's international. We doing the things. I walk the face of the earth with a boldness, which makes people ask, who sent you? I tell them I am. They tell me, that's a cute affirmation, but it's not an answer. I reply, listen again, my affirmation is your answer. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. Hear the proof in the hi-hat. Eternal reflection, I digress. I love me more, never love less. I love me more, never love less. Turn million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny the power of I am. Handsome chocolate mofo, yo. Anytime I'm on GoPro. Liverpool high home growth. This is without morale so low So I pitched it fast, pitched it slow To the cows call home, bro It didn't make sense, I was told as a child I wouldn't be shit Revenge on my mind, started flipping the script They fed me lies, started puking that shit They treated me different, I embraced that shit You know the ones that be closest to you To be the family ties Sacred bonds, seeing plenty murder Dirty, dirty service, little cuz Cock up with a dirty burner But better believe in me a thousand percent Better I achieve what I was sitting here to get And I couldn't resist Killing these niggas with their toxinness Without a pop and piss over Told myself I couldn't rock with this Hanging with goofies, couldn't get rich True blood suckers, couldn't see bliss Couldn't see shit, kiss cold face Nigga, nigga, you dead wrong I ain't regurgitating, percolating Singing the same song I'm blessed all day long You lame all day long Having a form of godliness But denying the power thereof Fuck nigga, I am Some people might say I'm washed Well, they're absolutely right I am washed as in washed, cleansed, and purified of the nonsense they tried to attest to my context. I am resilient. I am more than a survivor. I am a thriver. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. Hear the proof in the hi-hat. Eternal reflection, I digress. I love me more, never love less. I love me more, never love less. Turn million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny the power of I Surprised that I ain't lost my mind. Had to take setbacks and learn to accept facts that those I gave jetpacks that no planes don't fly. Now I'm in no space, so wasting my time. Focus my goals into shit paradigms. My get up and go to keep my folks from dying. So I'm in the road with a goal that's refined. Yeah, body with a mean vision. Reflected from every angle through a clean prism. Matter reflected in the color and gray. When I lost my mother, found peace inside my queen. And I lean in on my brothers. Yeah, Barge was shaping up the grand scheme. I done wrestled to the mat on my damn demons. In a matter of time, became a champion. Now my everyday marches to do the damn thing. So my aims are Pack out of the arena, inspire the future leaders With every line of the levers of guards and unbelievers Do what they can't conceive us, love what we do and leave us Brick, they never see us Woo! God damn, I'm feeling good, mother Fuck what they say, I'm doing what they never would Yeah, yeah, yeah Get a grasp on your 
life, yeah. Pay many sacrificial prices. Gordy, I'm done playing nice, yeah. They go recognize who the nice is. From the north to the southeast. Kicking others every lane, share about seats. I'm in line with it, man. You cannot be. Say anything I want, yeah. Turn up. Man, I ain't talking in terms of I wish I want to or even I will anymore. Only things I proclaim my I do, I have, and I am. I do as my ancestors instruct. I have all I need to affect change, and I am a living magnification of God. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth can deny that. Hear the proof in the hi-hat. Hey, turn the reflection, I digress. I love me more, never love less. I love me more, never love less. Turn up. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Look deep inside, yeah, you be the blessing. Million dollar dreams, yeah, how I manifest it. Anything I want, yeah, turn up. This is the power of I am. This is the greatness of I am. Look at the strength that I have. None of the truth could deny the power of.